This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. We must get a big laugh. Jerry, make a funny face. It's the Martin and Lewis Show. The National Broadcasting Company brings you transcribed from New York, The Martin and Lewis Show. Our guest tonight, Arthur Treacher, and featuring Flo McMichael, Dick Stabile and his orchestra, and starring Dean Martin. I'm in the mood for love Simply because you're near me Funny, but when you're near me And Jerry Lewis... You say you're in the mood for love. Well, love is life, and life is love. I love life, and love life's lead. Look, I'll be all right. Candy kisses wrapped in paper mean more to you than any of mine Candy kisses Wrapped in paper You'd rather have them With any old time You don't mean it When you whisper Those sweet love words In my ear Candy kisses Wrapped in paper Mean more to you Than mine do, dear You did that last week You don't mean it When you whisper Those sweet love words In my Mean more to you than mine do, dear. Well, folks, today Vogue magazine is sending over a lady reporter to do a story about Dean and Jerry. Since it promises to be the most important publicity break the boys have ever had, they're pretty excited. Right now, they're fixing up their little apartment so they can make a good impression during the interview. All right, come on, Jerry. Get busy. Get busy. Get busy. I'm working like a beaver dusting this furniture. I know you're working like a beaver, but couldn't you do it faster with your hands? (laughs) I hope you're going to comb your hair before the lady from Vogue gets here. What for? I combed it this morning. You combed it this morning, did you? Sure. It was very profitable, too. I found three marbles and 48 cents in change. Stand aside, Jerry. I gotta hang this picture and, uh... Now, give me a nail. Okay, here. Thanks. (laughs) Haven't we got any shorter nails? Now we have to hang the picture, Dean. The plaster all came down on the floor. Yeah, well, hand me the picture. 
Okay. Boy, this is the most realistic picture of Whistler's mother I ever saw. It's almost lifelike, isn't it? Stop jiggling, Sonny. You'll toss me out of my rocking chair. Oh, Jerry, quit with the imitations. We've got to work. We'll do some work here. Yeah, let's really fancy up the place. Hey, Jerry, I just noticed how you decorated the kitchenette. It's very pretty with those little strawberries all over the walls and ceiling. Thanks, but don't touch them. They're still wet. Well, what did you do? Paint them on with a brush? Nope. I just held a bottle of ketchup, smacked the bottom hard, and let the splash take it from there. Well, this Vogue reporter can't say our apartment isn't in good taste. That is, unless she hates ketchup. Oh, our apartment won't look so bad after we get it fixed, Dean. If we get it fixed. I wonder what we should do about the little hole down there in the baseboard. Yeah. Hey, I got it. We'll hemstitch the edges and tell her it's be kind to mice week. <laughs> look, Jerry, I don't want to discourage you, but... Uh... Hey, I got a package for Mr. Lewis. I'll leave it here in the hall. Gee, that's a heavy package for one delivery boy to carry. Oh, I wasn't always a delivery boy. I used to be a prize fighter. A prize fighter? Yeah, yeah, maybe you remember me. I fought one round Schultz for the championship. All during training, he used to stay out late in nightclubs, not me. I went to bed every night at nine. He used to eat fried foods and pastry and wine. I ate milk and vegetables. And we got into the ring. Yeah, we got into the ring. And you won? Now I beat my brains out. Hey, I'm that's sorry. funny. <laughs> he was going to win, and he said one round Schultz beat his brains out. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah? When did you fight Schultz, huh? <laughs> when did I fight Schultz? Listen, you take that back or I'll punch you right in the nose. You think Schultz was something, I'll hit you so hard you'll... you'll, you'll... Hey, Dean, did he get away? Yeah, he got away. You can come out from behind the sofa now. Come on, I want to know uh, what's in that package. Oh, that's a bunch of food I ordered so we could entertain the lady reporter. We better open it and put the shrimps on ice. Are you sure they're uh, fresh? Fresh? These shrimps are so fresh, they walk over to your plate, flex their muscles, and dive into the red sauce. <laughs> well, how do you manage to eat them? When they come up fair, you gotta be quick. <laughs> we could have ordered the food later. You should have stayed here and worked on the apartment. I did. You know that throw rug in the hall as you come in? The one that always slides forward and makes people fall down? Yeah, just try it now. Okay, I'll open the front door and I'll come in again. Ow! See, Dean? I couldn't do a thing with it. We gotta get that fixed before the lady from Vogue gets here, or she won't write us up. She'll sue us. Oh, Mr. Martin, I heard you groan. You didn't hurt that wonderful voice of yours, did you? No, ma'am. That wasn't where I landed. Say, I've seen you before Aren't you the president of that new fan club of Dean's The one that only takes in members over 50 years old? Yes, I'm Mrs. Taproot And uh, how are all the members today, Mrs. Taproot? Oh, wonderful, Mr. Martin They asked me to come by and tell you how wonderful your last program was Of course, we listened to every one of your broadcasts, Mr. Martin But Mrs. Taproot, I'm on a program too In between Dean's songs That's my voice you hear <laughs> Not on our radio. We have a static eliminator. <laughs> oh, I hope I'm not disturbing you, Mr. Martin. Oh, not at all. We're busy fixing up our apartment for a lady who's coming to write an article about us. Oh, my, it looks real nice. Mm, and that aroma, it smells so exotic and mysterious. Uh, did you light some incense? No, that's me. I'm chewing pistachio sensen. <laughs> 
very nice. It smells sort of like Mr. Martin's sound. Jerry, if you say one word, I'll break your neck. <laughs> what do I get for thinking? I, uh, I guess you weren't kidding about uh, all the fan club members being 50 years old, Mrs. Tabrew. No, except I have a confession to make. I liked you so much I fibbed to get into the club. I'm only 30 years old. Gee, Dean, if Mrs. Tapwood's only 30, she must have hit 50 so hard she bounced. <laughs> Jerry. Well, I should have said practically 30. Actually, I'm just sailing happily into my 40s. Sailing into your 40s? Yes. Gosh, it's too bad you went by way of Cape Horn. <laughs> Jerry, you should think before you speak. I don't understand this fan club at all, Mrs. Taproot. I thought it was only the young girls who swoon when Dean sings. Well, we may not drop as fast as the young girls, but once we go down, we stay longer. <laughs> well, that's, that's very flattering. Oh, and not only that, Mr. Martin. When you send us older girls, we go faster. We already know the way. <laughs> but I mustn't wear my welcome out. Goodbye. We'll be listening Sunday. Bye, Miss Taproot. Bye. Isn't she a nice lady, Jerry? I'm glad she didn't slip on this throw rug like I did. Who's there now? It's me, the manager. We'll have it in the morning. Open up this door at once. What's the meaning of all these complaints I've gotten about you two making a lot of noise in there? We're only doing a little decorating. And we were using very soft ketchup. <laughs> all right, I'll open the door myself. What do you mean, decorating? Oh, good heavens. You've put nails in my walls. You've cracked my beautiful plaster walls. You've ruined my ceiling. You've... But the floors are still slippery, aren't they? Here, let me help you up. You see, we were just fixing the place up a little. Fixing it up? That's right. See what we did there in the kitchenette? How do you like it? Ah! Now, that's an interesting criticism. <laughs> Look, as long as you're the manager, I got a complaint, too. For six months, you've been promising us a door on the bathroom. Well? Well, nothing. We're getting tired of taking showers with our clothes on. Look, we don't insist on the door. We just want to have a nice place to receive a reporter this afternoon. You're too easy, Dean. I'll take care of this. Now, listen, we rent this place and we'll improve it all we want. Now, you listen. You forgot to pay your rent last week, so get out. That's final. Out. Well, Jerry? Gee... Now we got no place to live and no place to meet that reporter and nowhere to go. And Dean. What? I made a boo-boo. <laughs> well, this is a fine mess you got us into, Jerry. We've been to eight hotels trying to get a decent place and we can't afford any of them. I know, Dean. It's all my fault. Not a woman from Vogue can't interview us. What? She won't be able to find us and she'll hate us. Oh, Jerry. No, no, we're washed up. Finished. Through. What? We're washed up. Finished. Through. <laughs> oh, Jerry, straighten up and stop the crying instantly. Okay, Dean. I'll stop. Anything you say. <laughs> and stop the sniffling, too. Now you don't like me either. <laughs> Jerry, of course I like you. Now stop crying. When I get us in trouble like this, Dean, I get so discouraged. I think I'll do something desperate. End it all. End it all? Yes, and I know how. I'll sneak up behind those bushes at the YWCA swimming pool. 
climb up to that little window and look myself to death. Oh, stop bragging. You blush when you see a clothesline on a windy day. Now, here's another hotel. Let's go in the lobby and see how it looks. Okay, Dean, I'll race you. Race you. Jerry, what happened? You know how much fun I always have running up on the down escalators and running down on up escalators? Yes. Well, you can't do it with a revolving door. <laughs> hey, there's the desk clerk. Yeah, we'll go talk to him as soon as he finishes with the, the customer at the desk. Now, look, I told you before, the maids have been complaining that you're eating peanuts in bed. Now, I'll give you one more chance. Go on back to your room, but remember, no more eating peanuts in bed. Well, come on, Jerry. Wait, Dean. I want to see that elephant get on the elevator. <laughs> well, now's our chance to talk to the desk clerk. Oh, uh, my good man. Sorry, I've got all the shoestrings I need. <laughs> We're not peddlers. We want a suite of rooms. Oh, well, we have a nice four-room suite. It's $100. $100 a month or a week? A day. Now, about those shoestrings... Well, I guess we better go, Jerry. We can't afford these prices. Yoo-hoo, Mr. Martin, Mr. Lewis. Look, coming across the street, Jerry, it's Florence. Hey, Florence, I thought you were coming over to help us fix up our apartment for the interview. Oh, I've been working on your fan mail all morning. You had four letters. You spent all morning on four letters? Did you get them answered? No, just counted. <laughs> hey, Dean, I ought to see a psychiatrist. She sounds sensible to me. Well, I know it's slow just counting four letters in a whole morning, but I had trouble after I passed two. What comes next? Four or three? I can't believe anyone would have trouble with one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. That's right. You see, I was close. Florence, if you have such trouble with numbers, why don't you count on your fingers? Oh, that's silly. I know how many fingers I have. Ah, oh, look, Florence, we're in trouble. We got thrown out of our apartment. Now we've got no place to receive this lady from Vogue magazine. Yeah, and she'll be sore. She's probably one of those hoity-toity dames. Hoity-toity? What does that mean? Well, you know what hoity means. That's like a little baby hoit. And toity is one more than 29. So altogether, it means when you get to be nearly toity, a baby will fall on you and hoit you. <laughs> That's hoity-toity. <laughs> Sometimes I think you're battier than a fruitcake. Battier than a fruitcake? <laughs> Florence, it's not battier than a fruitcake. It's battier than a belfry. <laughs> I think you're both nuttier than a coffee ring. Oh, I bet you say that to every fruitcake you meet. <laughs> this is all very pleasant, but it's not helping us get our picture in vogue. Mr. Lewis, you mean your picture will be in the magazine just like a man of distinction? Jerry doesn't drink. He'd look pretty silly sitting there with a glass of Dr. Brown's celery tonic in his hand. Don't kid yourself about Jerry Lewis. Last night I had two Zimby cocktails. You mean zombies? No, Zimbies. It's soda pop with two yeast cakes in it. Wow. <laughs> Gee, it's a shame you aren't important actors like my dream man, Arthur Treacher. You could get a nice place easy. What's Arthur Treacher got to do with it? Oh, he's so wonderful. 
I just saw him go into the Astor Hotel. Arthur, treat you. In the Astor Hotel? Jerry. I'm way ahead of you, Dean. Let's go. Boy, what a luxurious hotel, huh, Dean? Boy. All right, it's luxurious. Why make such a big fuss? Oh, gee, Dean, I never saw gold-plated mice before. <laughs> You're Mr. Arthur Treacher, aren't you? Yes. Uh, you're the actor uh, from Hollywood. Yes. Well, we're actors from Hollywood, too. Yes. And we'd like to ask a favor. Favor? I'd love to accommodate you, but unfortunately, I checked out yesterday. You can't fool us, Mr. Treacher. I'd recognize you anyway. You're so tall and distinguished. Oh, you think I'm tall and distinguished, eh? You bet. Why, you look just like Mickey Rooney on stilts. <laughs> Mickey Rooney on stilts? Yes, sir. Tell me. Are you really that tall, or did your elevator shoes get stuck between floors? <laughs> well, confidentially, I'm three midgets. I used to be an acrobatic act. Now, go on, scram, urchin. No autographs today. All right, I'll do the talking, Jerry. Mr. Treacher, I'm Dean Martin, and this is Jerry. Oh, how cute. Is he pedigreed? <laughs> Hey, look there, I'm Jerry Lewis. I'm on a radio. Jerry Lewis? Oh, my word, I'm very sorry for what I said about the way you look. Well, that's better. If you're Jerry Lewis, you've got a right to look that way. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Mr. Treacher. Jokes are my racket. I tell jokes for a living. You're quite sure? That they're jokes? No, that you're living. <laughs> Mr. Treacher, I'd like to know one thing. And what would that be? Are you for real? <laughs> Ah, oh, Jerry. Well, I got a right to be sore. He won't even let us ask the favor. He's going to ruin my chance of getting in vogue. You in vogue? That's right. Good heavens, surely you're not going to try to model a strapless sunsuit. <laughs> now, just a minute, Mr. Treacher. You are kidding us. A man modeling a strapless sunsuit. No one would even consider that. I would, but I'm only 22 years old. What do I know? <laughs> Young man, have you always been this way, or do you take pills to make you so punchy? Jerry's not really punchy. He just, uh, you know, got that glazed look from eating too many donuts this morning. Listen here, Dean Martin. I'm not going to stand here and have you acidized... Uh, uh, how do you pronounce that word, Bob? Acidify. Have you acidify me? Jerry. I'm not kidding. I didn't know how to say it. What do you want? Dean Martin, you ridicule me in public. You won't let me sing on our show. And when you do, you make me sing funny. And I'm getting sick of it. Do you hear? Sick, sick, sick. <laughs> Jerry, you keep talking like that, and you know what it means. No, Dean. Yes. No. Yes. No. Not the cod liver oil. I'm big now. I'm not the lovable little toddler in rompers who touched your heart in the early days. I'm a man of the world. I can't stand that horrible stuff. The spoon in your hand coming closer, closer, ever closer to my protesting lips. No, no, no. Ah! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard a ham that even armors couldn't cure. <laughs> Mr. Martin, will you please get that bebop version of Uncle Tom's cabin out of here? Not until you've heard what we have to say, Mr. Treacher. Well, what do you have to say? I'll tell you. 
In the first place, this is a pretty nice joint you got here. This joint just happens to be a penthouse. A penthouse? Certainly. When I'm in New York, I always like to have some place to change my pence. <laughs> change his pence. <laughs> change his pence. Yeah, change his pence. <laughs> Ah. Well, now about that favor we wanted to ask. Yes, I knew the joke couldn't have been that funny. Well, the truth is, Mr. Treacher, we wanted to borrow your penthouse just for this afternoon. Yeah, to make an impression on a reporter from Vogue. Now, will you help us out? I categorically refuse to consider any portion of such a dastardly proposition. My final summation is an absolute negative. Well, out with it, yes or no? <laughs> Jerry, what he said meant no. But, Dean, we gotta have this place. We gotta stall. I know. You sing to him while I try to think of something. Well, we can't lose anything. How about listening to a song, Mr. Treacher? I also categorically refuse to consider any portion of such a ridiculous subterfuge. And again, my final summation is an absolute negative. Well, thank you. You're gonna like this number. <laughs> I hope. If I only had three wishes Here is just what I would do First I'd wish for days of gladness With someone sweet and true for my second wish, a dream house, cozy fireside for two. And the last of my three wishes, please love me as I love you. For my second wish, a dream house, cozy fireside for two. And the last of my three wishes, please love me as I. Hey, that was wonderful, Dean. Wasn't it, Mr. Treacher? Now, you see, we're really fellow actors. You've got to lend us your apartment. What do you say? Pretty pleased with sugar on it? No. Pretty pleased with honey on it? No. Pretty pleased with molasses on it? Mr. Lewis, you're dripping all over the carpet. <laughs> ah, come on, Jerry. It's no use. And you didn't help matters any putting on that strapless sunsuit. Oh, it's not a real strapless sunsuit. It's just a long pair of shorts. What holds it up? American Airlines. <laughs> well, get in the next room and put your other clothes back on. I have to answer the door. Oh, Mr. Treacher, I just had to come and see you in person. Why, Florence. 
Mr. Treacher, this is our secretary, Florence McMichael. Please, please, young lady, control yourself. I can't help it. My knees are knocking. Haven't you ever seen a girl with her knees knocking before? Yes, but not against mine. <laughs> hey, what are you doing here, Florence? Oh, I couldn't help it. I had to come and see Mr. Treacher. He's so romantic. Just a minute there, Ingrid. He's an English actor, not an Italian director. <laughs> Head girl, but I'll wait for you on the night. After all, I'm really not as handsome as Errol Flynn, quite. Errol Flynn, pooey. Or how about Alan Ladd or Clark Gable? Alan Ladd, pooey, Clark Gable, pooey. Or uh, Walter Pigeon. I say, how about Walter Pigeon? Walter Pigeon. <sighs> yes, I should have desisted when I was Victor. <laughs> Hey, Florence really goes for you, Mr. Treason. I'm not surprised, you know. As a child, I knew I was going to be a great romantic figure. When I was six, I used to make love to the upstairs maid and the downstairs maid, but I had to quit. Why'd you have to quit? Well, I was wearing out the seat of my trousers on the banister. Goodness, Mr. Treacher, you're so wonderful. I bet you're going to help Mr. Martin and Mr. Lewis with their interview. Gee, could you, Mr. Treacher? Let's see, you want to impress this reporter from Vogue, eh, Dean? Mm -hmm. But what about, uh, you know who? <laughs> Nothing wrong with me. I'm full of social graces. I'm in demand at all social functions. Really? Sure. Last year, I officially opened the tea season by throwing out the first bag. My, my, how he would have loved the third grade, wouldn't he? I'll take that, Mr. Treach, if you're going to help us. Maybe you could act like our butler. I'll never play a butler part again. My roles are all alike. Every time my master has a beautiful girl on the sofa, I have to bring in the drinks. Well, what about her? Well, I'm tired of being water boy. I want to be sent into the game. <laughs> but think how impressive it would be if you were my butler. You want me to act as a gentleman's gentleman? Impossible. But why? Well, one gentleman short. <laughs> Ah, uh, couldn't you stretch a point and do it just this once? Oh, well, all right. You know, in my last 50 pictures, I've been a gentleman's gentleman. I am now a schmo-schmo. <laughs> Florence, call Miss Trenton and tell her to meet us here instead of our apartment. Oh, boy, we're gonna live. I'll get the door. That must be her, Dean. How shall I act? Well, let's see, uh, formal but still friendly. Formal but friendly, yeah. Miss Trenton of Vogue magazine. Well, hello, Miss Trenton. I'm Dean Martin. This is Jerry Lewis. Hello. How do you do? You want a neck? <laughs> I've been dying to do this interview of you boys because I've been so utterly, utterly curious. And I'd like to ask Jerry the first question. Oh, sure. Anything. What is it? Are you for real? <laughs> Sometimes I'm not for sure. You see... I haven't been too well. <laughs> Naturally, in my position, I went to the best specialists in the country. The Mayo Brothers? No, Hart, Schaffner, and Marx. What was their diagnosis? Growing pains. The agony was unbearable. And what did they recommend? A larger suit. <laughs> you see, Miss Trenton, being a comedian, Jerry just, you know, this way quite often. Actually, he's well-educated, cultured, and a college man. Certainly, Miss Tretton, I have every degree offered by Yale. A Ph.D.? I don't know for sure. How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Jerry, old boy, surely there's something you can do in the other room. Why don't you see about the refreshments? Oh, sure. 
I'll put on my baseball shoes and go spike the punch. <laughs> well, what about you, Mr. Martin? Oh, the usual dull thing, you know. Born extremely wealthy. Uh, I remember when I was a young uh, little boy and how our butler used to answer the telephone when we got a call. That impressed you? Yes, it was fun to watch him racing down six flights of steps to the candy store. <laughs> Treacher's busy with the crumpet warming, so I'm serving a spot of tea, Miss Trenton. Oh, why, uh, yes, thank you. Righto, here you are. Oh! Gerald, when she says she wants a spot of tea, she means she wants to drink it. You don't slosh it on her sleeve, you know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Here, have some lemon. That doesn't go on her sleeve either. Never mind. Mr. Martin was just telling me of his wealthy birth. What about you, Mr. Lewis? Oh, ditto and pip-pip. I was brought up in the lap of luxury. We were so rich, I wore chinchilla diapers. My goodness, chinchilla diapers? Yes. Made from live chinchillas, of course. Perhaps it would be of interest to your readers to know that Gerald and I recently returned from Europe for the polo here. Oh, so you've been to Europe. I presume you went via the Queen Mary. Oh, so you've heard of our yacht. <laughs> And I must make a note that you play polo. I'm impressed. Oh, it's nothing. Uh, it's a simple game, and if you happen to be dealt the right cards, you win. <laughs> uh, this interview isn't going quite as I anticipated. Uh, what about the nightclubs? <laughs> oh, perhaps we were seen last night. Dean and I did take a copy of debutants to the stork club. Oh, to the stork club? Yes, it was such a kick, slumming, you know. <laughs> interview is very curious. Could I speak to your butler? Oh, quite, quite. Treacher! I'd like to ask you one question. Are these boys really big society personages? Oh, it's the truth. They really are. So help me, Sir Cedric Hardwick. <laughs> now, look, I've seen the Martin and Lewis act too often to believe that. And further, I've seen Arthur Treacher in too many movies not to recognize him. I also know that this is Mr. Treacher's penthouse. And I know that you two boys were evicted from your apartment today. I'd suggest you put your cards on the table. Okay. All right. Now, what have you got to say? Well, how about a couple of hands of polo? <laughs> Martin and Lewis Show, transcribed in New York, is produced and directed by Robert L. Redd and written by Ray Allen, Dick McKnight, Roger Price, and Sid Resnick. This is Wayne Howell suggesting you tune in to your NBC station each Sunday evening at this same hour for the Martin and Lewis Show. And we thank Mr. Arthur Treacher for coming Mr. over. Mr. Arthur Treacher. Thank you, Arthur. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That's it for this time, but there's always more old-time radio at relicradio.com. Thousands of episodes of every variety offered for free Thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to help support this and all of the shows, please visit donate.relicradio.com or visit the website and click on the Donate button for more information. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back soon with another installment of A Legacy of Laughs. <laughs>